Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Steve with Pulse Fitness, Minden, Nevada. Steve, what is going on today? How are you doing today? Happy Tuesday. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm here at the gym. And, uh, you know, every time I walk into this place, you know, something comes over me where I go, man, I'm blessed to be here today. And I truly believe that. I, um, I'm lucky to be in a great place, Minden, Nevada, the gym um it's been doing well we've had we've had a rebound and when you walk in i got a 24 7 hour facility but i'm only staffed seven to seven i get here much earlier but when you walk in and your gym's already pumping in the morning the first one in at five o'clock and the gym's kind of going and treadmills are running and classes are going like that's a feeling that you feel where it's like all right come on we're doing it today like you gotta you better get up in here and, and handle your business so uh I always try to come in with a with a positive attitude, and and today I get to do this, so I uh, I feel honored. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, yeah, we appreciate you being here, Steve. And I'll tell you what, man, I always say it's not like oh I have to go to work today, oh I have to get away. It's I get to go. You know, I think people kind of switch that around, and I think that's the biggest picture there. So love the mentality, Steve. I know we're gonna have some fun. Look, Steve, we want to give you uh the floor to start here, right? We want to give at least the viewers a little perspective, and from you. On, on how you would describe Pulse Fitness, right? In your own words, what is Pulse Fitness and what do you guys do? So Pulse Fitness is the largest fitness facility in a 50-mile radius from where I'm at. So what it means is, is that I'm the mecca of fitness in my area, and that's not a pat on my back. It's that I provide the biggest gym with what I like to call what makes us a full-service gym is facilities like 38 group classes that come with your membership, a kids club that runs every single day, full lockers, saunas. And, and so what I'm saying by all that is that, you know, Pulse Fitness needs to set the tone for what we're going to do with the gym industry in my area. And I take pride in doing that. Um, this building was built 25 years ago and, um, it was always designed to be a gym. The original owner collected dues before the building was built and said, hey, listen, you know, like went to his friends. Hey, if you guys want to buy a couple of year membership, I'm trying to build a building. It's not up yet. So he went around and he got this, um, he got this 25,000 square foot building made. And ever since it's been a gym, so it has history. And so what I got these members here that have been around for, 25 years and seven months and what's fun about that is when you've had a place that's been around for so long is you know this is these people's home you know this is what they do every single day and they've done it every day for 25 years they've gotten here at seven in the morning five in the morning two in the morning two in the afternoon so this is just like something that's become a part of their life and what's fun is to see as our city expands um, and our area expands new people start to come in. So I got, you know, Jeff, who's been around for 25 years, and I got Jane that's been around for about 25 minutes, and we're all going to make it work here at Pulse Fitness. I love that. I love that, Steve. Such a great description, man. I could see your bot in. You're, you're like no other and like no other. So 
this is awesome, man. And 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 so, you know, Steve, let's dive right into it. Let's start with the bare bones basics, right? Um, obviously, I know we discussed beforehand, but let's give the viewers a little perspective here too. How many members are you serving currently? So currently on the roster, I got 2,826 active members. I offer a variety of different packages. So some of these people are locked into um, some sort of contracted deal where they have a monthly deduction and some are paid in full contracts because, um, you know, people are coming through the area. So when I came in, I really tried to, without making it ridiculous, give everyone an option that can work for them. And a breakdown on my pricing, because I think it's important for my area, how it works is you can get a day pass for 20. You can get a week pass for 35, where you get a key tag that'll scan you in the building 24 hours a day for seven days. A month pass wow. is 69. You can get three months for 209. And then so on and so forth. I have a couple older members that, you know, they like to buy three years at a time. And when that's the case, yeah, you can make goes. it work. <laughs> I tell people and they talk to me on the phone and they go, hey, I'm going to be there for 57 days. I go, I'll tailor you a plan for 57 days. Come down here and see my gym, you know, because I believe if they get in the door, they can do it. And then, so those are our paid in full. And then we have these rates. Um, we have these rates where for a commitment, you can get in for roughly $30 a month. And um, it's a reoccurring service and it comes out. One of the things that my predecessors have put in place that I honor, and as a manager, it doesn't always work out, but if you signed your contract 25 years and seven months ago, your rate was $17. So I have some $17 people on the books because we signed a contract with them and we're going to honor it all the way through. And as a manager, I figure at this club right now, it costs me about $20 a month to have a member when you break it all down. Like, what does it cost me to keep someone here, you know, to pay for the overhead to have them here? So there's a few that are left out there that, you know, we're paying $3 a month to have them here. However, wow. with that said, the club culture is built by those people. And those people bring in their friends and their friends pay X amount of dollars to, to come and they bring in new people. This business in my area is word of mouth. I don't get a billboard on the wall. I don't advertise a radio. I try to do community stuff, but it's all about the guy that I might be paying $3 a month to have him, but he's recruited me 25 people over the course of his time. So I got to embrace that. This club culture is important in our old mem our older, not in age, but in status, um, they certainly have a huge part to that. You know, the, the club base is around them. And, um, you know, while I, while I talk about that, I don't want to say that, you know, we have to get younger. And of course we do that all of, you know, our new members that come in. But um, as I mentioned before, it's a balance between having, being able to service every single age group, every demographic, um, whether you want to spin or whether you want to do Pilates or whether you want to, you know, hit the three weights or have an open squat rack or whatever it is, I got to have that available for you. And I think I do. Yeah. Yeah. And Steve, I'm kind of curious, man. I mean, look, a 2,800 members is a lot. It's a lot. And so, you know, hypothetically speaking, of course, I mean, you know, let's say leads, traffic, clients, all these things were unlimited. I mean, how much higher can you go? What's capacity look like for you? So 
there is some calculations that we did that would tell you that with our square footage and our parking lot that you could service just under 5,000. I'm going to tell you right now, that's, that's not accurate. There is certainly a ceiling to what you can add in because when the gym gets too crowded, when the floor gets too crowded, when it becomes fill-in big box gym in LA and you're waiting by your machine and you're too deep in line, um, it's not going to work. And and that while I am, while I am, what I would like to consider, you know, the the mecca of fitness in the Carson Valley, there are other options and people will go no matter how loyal they are. You've got to remember if you don't provide them the service they're looking for, they could be members for 20 years. They will switch on you. So I think that right now I can service about 35 and I could be okay, 3,500. But let me tell you this, this is, this is in the gym industry. And this is something that everyone should know listening to this podcast is that out of those 2,820 six people that are active paying members in one way or another on whatever rate they're on. I've only had 900 check-ins in the last month. Now that doesn't mean, so think about that. And, yeah. and that's not, you know, the gym getting rich on people that are coming. The margins in this business are not great enough to just service the people that walk in the door. You know, um, when we talk about, contracts and this and that and the other it's not to jam people up it's that the only way that you can keep your doors open and provide a good quality service for your members is and to not have the gym so packed that it's unusable is to have people do what they do which is sometimes sign up in january and then i don't see them again until the following january yes yeah, true it's true it's true yeah, and I love the transparency. And I appreciate that. I think that that's a bit major, right, Steve? I think a lot of people don't realize that, that that's genuinely how it works, you know, whether it's it's not intentional, but it's just, that's just how it is. So it I is appreciate you sharing that piece there. And and, and so, you know, uh, for, for you here, Steve, I mean, what do you think? Or, well, you know, I'll take a step back because I don't, I don't, I don't want to jump to that just yet. Let's say this, right? I mean, obviously, we know word of mouth is is predominantly your 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 best source of marketing for you now. But um, with going through code and whatnot, have you had to innovate and and do different types of marketing, or is it, it was still word of mouth through and through? Excellent question. So let's just talk about this. When this gym was taken over by the current owners, um, it was 26 days before COVID did the big shutdown, when businesses actually had to shut down in Northern Nevada. And, um, you know, they were already in closing. They had scouted this place for a year. They fell in love with this facility, the area, their locals from around here. I mean, they were gonna be a part of the community and we didn't really know what COVID was gonna be that early on. You know, we knew it was a problem, things were shutting down, could shut down but you didn't know how deep it was going to go. And they went ahead and they pulled the trigger. So um, I'm not going to say immediately, but over the course of, you know, the shutdown, everything else, um, this place got as low as 17% membership from when they bought it. And, and, wow. and you, I mean, 17% membership, that is, 
you are writing big checks every single month out of your personal account, taking money from your other businesses to keep what they consider the community center of our area open and to try to make it work. And um, when they had first come to me, it was that, I mean, I remember the conversation and um, it went something like, you know, we believe in this and we want this more than anything, but we're already all in. Because you understand, I came in, I, they've already been going through all this for about 18 to 20 months before I came in. So I, um, I wasn't here for the hardest times. I wasn't here for, you know, cancellation after cancellation. And if you are a gym owner, you're a manager, you're a front desk person, you know those things roll in. The attrition rate is high and that you got to keep writing new business. And when new business isn't coming in, it will literally, you know, it will literally shut you down. So there's some background. And to get to the marketing question is, so when I came in, I had to figure out how with no funds, no funding for marketing, we were going to make this done. We were going to get new people in here and, um, and really how we were going to demonstrate to them this isn't the gym it was pre-COVID because not only do we run into COVID, but we bought a 25-year-old building, you know, and it has excellent equipment, but there certainly needed to be some adjustments. And, you know, everything did work properly. It doesn't mean you don't need a new urinal or a new sink or new this or new that or new paint on the yeah. wall, or new ceiling or new air conditioning. And all that stuff got done while we were going through some of the hardest times that, you know, the country has ever seen. So mm -hmm. how fast forward to how do you get the people here in this area? Um, you know, there are uh, publications, there are newspapers, there are local radio shows that you can get on. Hell, I mean, we're not in the sticks, there's billboards on the, on the road, but you know, what bang do I get for my buck with that? And when I really researched it, it wasn't, I didn't want to dump our money into marketing in that sense. I wanted to dump our money into the gym. I wanted to redo the gym. And then thank God through, you know, what we have in social media and everything else. And you don't have to be a social media, you know, expert to know how to take some pictures of your brand new facility, take some pictures of, you know, new paint and new equipment and new upholstery and redone flooring uh, and, and start posting that out there. And so we, we started there and then I'm big into community events. I, I, I believe in this community just as much as the owners do. I love the people here. I'm grateful to be where I'm at and that you go to the local events and I know it sounds like, well, how many people are you going to reach there? 500. Well, I'm just going to tell you what, if you can make real connections at an event, whatever it is, we do, um, you know, we do a wine walk where in this smaller town, they close down a couple of the older streets and, you know, they do this thing where businesses can go post up out there and you can talk to people and you could probably get 500 um, different conversations over the course of three or four hours going. And the thing about that is all I need to do is make a real connection with what, 50 of them? So, I mean, if I could just, and, and that doesn't mean that I'm selling them a membership at the spot, on the spot. It means that I just want them to know who I am. I want them to know what we're doing here. 
I want them to go over and talk to their friend and go, that guy from Pulse Fitness, man, he's got some charisma. He told me he did this, this, and this, and then watch that spread like wildfire. And in my area, my community, that works. Um, so we really work through the community, um, through events and through our social. And there's, and there's also some platforms that I think are important for local gym owners and managers to pursue in their area. You know, we have this, um, you know, Minden Moms Facebook page. And it's just the moms that live in our city and they all get together. But that's one of my key demographics. You can get in with them. You can get something going on theirs. Watch yourself go pull 50, 100 members off of one page or people that are interested. And then when you get them in the door, so who's, who's the ones that want personal training? Who's the ones that want this? Hmm. So that was how Very I went about getting us built back up from 17% to over 140%. I love that. I love it, Steve. I love it. And I have one more question for you here. My favorite question. And I think you're going to have a great answer here. Steve, if you can tell brand new gym owner just coming into the, into the stage or manager, whatever you want to say, they're just getting into it and they're getting started and they need that one piece of advice that you think you really need to hear as well. When you first started, what would that advice be for a new gym owner or for yourself when you first started? This is a customer service industry. Forget that you run a gym. It is about the relationships you make with your people. And I don't even care if you're in the biggest city in the world, it's about the people that walk in the door and your interaction and your staff's interaction with them. It's about how you take every single case that either crosses my desk, comes to the front desk, wants to talk to a staff member about something. It's about how you treat that and remembering you're not here to provide good squat racks, good benches, good classes, good saunas, good what fill in the blank. You're here to provide good customer service. And if you can do that, I promise you, your gym will flourish. The gym industry is a customer service industry. Steven, Steve, that was a mic drop of an answer. Way to close it out here. Look, it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, Steve, you know, please shout out the social media that you guys have, your Facebook, Instagram, anything. Where can people find out more about you and Pulse Fitness? So when you are in, and think about where Minden, Nevada is. So we are just down the hill from South Lake Tahoe. So we get a lot of visitors in our area. So if you're visiting Northern Nevada, South Lake Tahoe, and you're looking for a facility that's going to provide you with not only a good atmosphere, but it's going to provide you with some really good people that go along with it. You go to Pulse Fitness NV, PulseFitnessNV.com, uh, and you check out my website. Um, and I want all, I have links on there to our Facebook and everything else. Currently, we do these um, Center Podium is a big um, fitness competition. Uh, they put on some competitions. They do a big show in South Lake Tahoe. So we're going to post some. We have eight members that are currently uh, going to compete. And uh, you can go see, you know, who our members are and what they're about. And, and we service all types. I, you know what? It's, I, I talk about the members that are going to compete in a show. But then go see my senior balance class that runs at 8 o'clock in the morning. And go see my 86-year-old ladies that come in here and kick butt every Tuesday morning. So uh, you really you can go. see what we're all about. We like to be transparent through pictures. 
but you can certainly read about us and um, come check me out. PulseFitnessNZLikeNevada.com. There we go. Steve, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. And to everybody else tuned today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come and join us, talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Montero, and today we're joined by Sarge Avon from Sage Athletics in Imesville, Maryland. Sarge, what's going on? Hey, things are great, man. Thanks for having me on. Got it. Appreciate you joining us, man, and talking uh, talking some shop today. So let's dive right in. Sarge Athletics, you've been open 12 years. Mm-hmm. Go back in time to when you decided to open this business, go down this route. What was your original why and what was your original business goal behind doing it? Great questions. Uh, and I would say that the why went back a little deeper. I started in the industry when I got out of the Navy, actually was a petty officer in the Navy and the nickname Sarge came because I was the person that resurrected a dead fitness company called the Sergeant's Program. I became an instructor for them, hence the nickname Sarge, because in the Navy, you're called a petty officer. So that was actually my real rank. I got the nickname um, from running an outdoor boot camp. I took the company and grew it to about 25 sites around the DC Bear Beltway area, a couple of Philly sites and a couple of Chicago sites. So I really got the feel the business side real quick because it was speech to famine, like any other business owner. Yeah. Um, and so I ran that business for about 20 years and decided to, for a number of reasons, to get out of that side of the world and to focus on youth athletics and adult functional training. So that was my beginning. Uh, That was the product. The why came very simple. My son was playing youth sports at the time. I was the resident father coach. I was the fitness guy. I didn't know enough about sports to coach the X's and O's. So I was the guy that got the kids nice and tired. So they pay attention to the sports coaches. And I read a book at the same time called The Outliers. And if you have not read The Outliers, it's a fabulous book. And it basically summarized in, in a couple sentences, if you do something really well for 10,000 hours and you continue to try to refine it for about 10,000 hours, your name will change to Michael Jordan, Andre Agassi, um, to, to, to anybody that's great in whatever they do. So I thought, well, if I had a kid who were now spending a lot of time on these iPhones and iPads 12 years ago or whatever the iDevice was at the time, I saw that they were, they were, they were, de- they were declining in their fitness and their development. And so what I did was I said, let me see if I can get two or 3,000 hours out of these kids. Yeah. and help them along with helping the adults with a slightly different goal goal help them teach them about taking care of their bodies know that free play is gone it ain't coming back the free play i did as a kid you did as a kid it's gone you know hyper parenting is is in, in full swing and hyper screen time is in full swing and so our the children today are going through all kinds of stuff that many people on this podcast already know what they're going through so i'm not gonna spend any time on it so I wanted to see if I could impact that world. And no one was, for the most part, working with kids other than just to get them, either little, little kids, 
you know, peewee fitness or sports related. So no one had that inner, that gap. So I wanted that gap plus sports. So then it was, it's been quite a journey since then. So that's why I started Sarge Athletics. It was to, to change that trajectory. And then, and then the adults started coming along with it. So we added a twist to help the adults with what their needs were smaller waistlines, but in a way that we felt was appropriate fitness to help them stay low in injuries and increase performance. So that's sort of, that's, that's the short end of it. Yeah, no, I love it. I'm sure you could go on for for hours about about the the deeper reason as I could too. But so we do uh, youth athlete training, which is great. We got adults at functional fitness program. We got personal training. I know you're adding in nutrition here and growing that Uh, present day Sarge. uh, What makes you unique there within your area and your community at Sarge athletics? Well, sadly to say, um, this is probably not unique, but sadly to say that we've lost some brothers and sisters and I do not take joy and pride or um, any, uh, any feeling of accomplishment by seeing some brothers and sisters lost their businesses to that recent pandemic that we hope is far out of our vision. Um, but that is one thing that has, um, uh, we've been able to sustain ourselves and we, um, uh, What's unique? Well, I guess number one, our facility is in itself is a unique. Um, we have five giant bay doors, so nice. there's a lot of fresh air. So we're like working out in the screened in porch almost with a roof. Yeah. So that is very unique. So the, the environment is nice. unique. We happen to be fortunate and be on the main drag so you can see us. So we don't have to spend as much money on marketing as other organizations do because we, ha- we have great visibility. That's unique. Um, I would say some of the other unique characteristics of our business is that we try to take a vested interest in the individual that's coming in and create a relationship. So we make it more community family minded versus more transactional minded. And I think the transactional type businesses are unfortunately meeting with some very difficult times right now versus being transformational. What do I mean by that? Transactional is got a new client, put them in the system, go versus transformational is, Hey, you're a new client. This is our process. We're happy to help you. We're going to guide you along the way and keep checking in with that person. And don't get me wrong. We are way behind where we need to be on that element. So we got a lot of work to do. So we're not leading the market in that transformational side, but that's the direction that we've always kept the business. And we need to even refine more connecting to the person, making sure that they feel good about the decision that they made to be a part of your program and not making it transactional where it's all about money. And it's difficult. It's really difficult because we just went through, you know, shutdowns where some people were shut down for six months at a time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and then they get the pressures from the landlord once they get back opened again. Yeah. And you're like, you know, so it's just, it's difficult, but that's, yeah. that's, that's sort of our main thrust. Yeah, no, I love it. Yeah. Definitely customer centric, client centric. And you mentioned uh, your environment there, which I think matters greatly the environment of your gym and the experience you're creating. And then location too, which I wrote down as you said it. And obviously location matters uh, so much. When you chose this particular spot, Sarge, obviously a better location, it's going to cost us more. But what was your reasoning behind this, choosing this specific spot for your business? Um, you just said it. To be honest with you, um, the better your location is, the more eyeballs are going to be on you. So you have to remember that. And then you also have to remember who's your, who's your, who's your tenant next door going to be. Sure. Um, is it going to be another competitor? Um, we had, we were scared that when we took another space uh, adding on, we were a little nervous that what the landlord was going to put in that space if we didn't take it. So we, excuse me, we took the space. We didn't want to, we didn't need it. We still don't. It's we, cause COVID hit a year later. Um, but we knew that we'd be blocking someone or something that might not be synergistic with our model. 
Sure. And so it was an expense that we had to take on um, to help it. But so with our, our facility, um, we're on a main drag. We have five giant bay doors. So that keeps fresh air coming in. We had no idea that COVID was going to happen. But I came from the outdoor boot camp world, low cost, yeah. virtually no overhead except payroll, and right. people wanted to be outdoors. So that's what I knew. So I found, how can I do that? Put a roof overhead, put some bathrooms in the back and have plenty of equipment that we could use without still being an equipment centric facility. So that's, that's the reason I chose the place. So it was location, very uniqueness about it that made it part of the story and part of the appeal. And, but it does turn some people off too, because we tease that we call this place the four seasons, whatever seasons outside, inside. So 20 outside, probably 40 inside, right. 70 outside, 70 inside. Yeah, yeah. So there are downsides to that as well. Yes, my utilities are low. However, some people want air conditioned. They're not yeah. going to get here. I, yeah, I, I personally love the gyms that uh, aren't super climate controlled. It's, uh, right. uh, we, ours are very similar. So yeah, I love it. And yeah, like I said, location matters greatly with the marketing piece too. So you got a lot of eyeballs on your gym. Sure, a ton of people driving by, maybe thousands a day, right? Tens of thousands potentially. What else do you guys do, Sarge, to consistently get new members, new leads in the door, so to speak? Um, I would say that, you know, what I just said to you, having a good facility and have been around, been or being around a long time, being consistent. Um, you know, I do this, the, the basics that many of us do. I have a truck that has my logo on it and I had it done very nice and very professional. It wasn't too loud, which means you have to be careful how you drive. <laughs> yeah, true, true. You got to be really careful. Um, we have relationships with organizations that keep us in mind when they have needs like youth sports organizations. Right. And a lot of times those organizations want more than they can give you back. So meaning that they want you to come out and do these various types of programs for them, but they don't have any money because they're underfunded and they're hitting you up for donations. Right. Um, so you have to understand that that's an investment. You're investing in your community and you hope that their return comes back to your, to your business. But those are the types of things. We have more things that are coming down the pike, um, different offerings and focusing on some slightly different offerings, as well as some processes and staffing um, changes that we're getting ready to make in the next two to three months. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, some, uh, yeah, so car being decaled, right? Those local big, where do you guys stand on your philosophy behind so social media with your marketing side of things on that, on that uh, spectrum? Thanks for bringing it up. I should have mentioned that. Um, we have a person that's dedicated to that. That doesn't mean we have a full-time person. We have a person that's very good at it yeah. and very passionate at it. And on a Google Drive, when I'm going around the training center and somebody's doing something cool, I pop a video of it and I dump it into the Google Drive. And then she takes it and makes magic out of it. She's really, really good at it. Um, I think that we do get customers from it, but I think it, that's like my, that's like having seven of my trucks out there. It really oh, keeps yeah. the brand in front of people. The videos are short and it makes the content um, digestible. We don't overload it. Um, and so social media is definitely very, very helpful. We don't do any paid social media ads yet. Um, that, is, that might be coming down the pike, but just the presence and the message and the consistency of your message is very key. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's obviously huge. Like you said before, everybody has us with them 24 seven, pretty much for good or bad, where we are at this point in time. Do you see any one of those ways of marketing bringing, bringing in more people than the other? Good question. Um, I'll have that, a better answer on that in about six months, but um, I would say that social media definitely is a strong um, element in that we have even, we've barely begun the surface scratching, but all of our data shows extremely positive numbers. 
Um, I can't put any more signs on the road. I can't really spend, you know, another, you know, $50,000 on another truck. So I would say that probably the lowest barrier of entry is the community based activities where you're out there with the people as well as, um, it, it, as well as the social media. Cause you can't even put t-shirts on people. I mean, I get kids come in here all the time with t-shirts on from my rivals, Yeah, yeah. you know, and they, cause it's their t-shirt. They don't even care. They don't even pay attention to what's on the shirt anymore. So I'm not saying t-shirts are bad, but however, that, um, making an impact where the client is going to fight to keep you in their budget is, um, is, is probably much greater than anything else. Yeah, I agree. I used to have, have a lot of work to do on that. So I am by no means a master. I've identified it, but we have not mastered it. Right. Yeah. It's and again, those a logarithm changes by the day. It's a skill like like learning how to do a squat. Same idea. Learning how to learning how to market on that properly and not waste money. Right. So like ROI has to be there, hundred percent. So with that being said, Sarge, I know so we have the youth athlete training, the adult pop, PT, all evenly split as far as revenue streams yeah. for your business. So say I came in. Say I came in today. Almost, almost a third of our business is each. That's awesome. That's great. So say I came in today, I get started. I'm doing a group training for adults. Uh, are there ways you're able to increase my average revenue for you guys, for the business? Yeah, there are. So there's a few things that we do. Number one, um, we have a smoothie bar area and we're revamping that. So right now it's not offering smoothies, but it is offering some ready to go things, which cool. the health department stays off your butt about. If you have something that's ready made, meaning a manufacturer made it, not you. Um, so that's easy, though, that's easy stuff. And you're giving the client a need. What I always recommend when somebody ever asks me about this, find the product that you believe in, not because of the profitability of the product, but because it's synergistic with your message. Yeah. In our case, it happens to be a product called FitAid. So you're probably quite familiar with it. Fabulous product. I was sold on them before they sold me on becoming a distributor. Yeah. Um, and then there's some other bar-based products and some other drink-based products that we like. It's easy client gets it. And then at that point, it's a matter of um, having an accessible and educating the clients on it. And we need to do a better job at both of those, but it is accessible and we do educate the clients on it. We need a better job, but do a better job of it. So that's one thing. Sure. Uh, we do have events. So we have three key signature events that we do every year, much like many facilities do. Ours happen to be um, Memorial 4th and um, Memorial 4th and Labor Day-ish. Um, and so we do a, a, something maybe similar to a Murph or a Murph, and then we'll have something in the middle of the summer called the Combine Games. And those are events where they're kind of fitness and score related and play into the sports side. And we believe it or not, we get more adults showing up for that than kids. Oh, yeah. And um, we do get adults out there running the 40. It's pretty cool. Awesome. And then and at the end of the summer, we have a throwdown at the end of the summer. And so these are just some signature things that we've done. Um, some are revenue based, some are not. Um, we also have a small clothing line. We've ex we're expanding our relationship with that right now with a very, very, very large clothing brand, which will remain anonymous at this point, but I'll share with that another time. Yeah. Um, and that is a huge brand. I don't necessarily know that to be a huge profit source, but really more of a association with a strong brand and a quality. So as long as they're not losing money, I'm happy. If it's making a profit, I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah, hundred our nutrition coaching um, is a big element is we hope to be a big element of that. I will warn anybody that wants to take on nutrition. It is a big monster. It is way bigger than you think it is because anybody will come in and they'll spend all kinds of money to sign up for fitness right. and getting them to change their nutrition is not easy. Right. It is not. So there are some really good programs that are out there. Um, you're more than welcome to contact me privately. If you want to know the ones I like, but um, it is a monster and it does take a, a, a very dedicated effort. But nutrition is another element. It's, a, it's the business world, we call that an add-on sale or we add an added value. 
um, sure. element in it, but we had to make sure it was synergistic with what our model was. And that's important. 100%, yeah. Yeah, all these ancillary services are great in like the merchandise, the events, the nutrition, the supplements, all that stuff. Uh, and the events too kind of lead me to my next question. I always saw those as uh, leading to higher retention numbers. People that participate or just come watch those events, they stay longer, you know? So you've been in this industry for a while, so what is the life cycle of the average client for you? Maybe better question. How long is the average person staying with you as a member or client? Our retention is really, um, I don't want to brag. Our retention is really good. We're, okay. fortunate. We're very blessed. Good. Um, and it's that way for a number of reasons. Again, we try to focus and we need to work on everything I'm getting ready to say to you. So I am a master of none of these. Sure. Um, we try to work on a little more on the experience okay. and, and the result. Right. But right. trainers and coaches come in, they think, oh, program and result, program, result, program, result. Well, people, yeah, they want that. But really what they want is a place to make them feel confident, feel, feel home and to brag about. I go to a CrossFit, for instance, as somebody might say, or I take martial arts, someone might say, and they, they want to make that a part of their identity. Yeah. Um, and so that is um, that that helps a lot. So our retention has been very good. And um, to give you the story before the answer, when when COVID hit, my business manager got on the phone with me and said, when we got shut down, which is St. Patrick's Day um, in the state of Maryland, shut down that day anyways, um, the governor just shut us down completely. Just can't go even go in your building, get your mail. Yeah. Um, we had to get online instantly. In my garage where I live looked similar to the one in the background I'm looking at of yours. So I had a natural built-in gym in there. I had to move my motorcycles and bicycles around, but you know, I made room and I was out there five days a week for an hour a day, giving free workouts out to my clients. We couldn't charge them. Governor would not allow us to charge them. So I did not build an online platform at that time for, for revenue. Um, so being there in front of the customers the entire time and giving a positive message and not bitching, not complaining, really helped us a lot during COVID. And that, I think, has helped continue carry us through this difficult um, post-COVID period, which is almost more uncertain than COVID. Um, and being there in front of our clients and maintaining that physical presence in front of them is very, very key. Um, and I'd say, but, but our retention is... Um, I think the industry rate, I think it was like 20, I said, it was at a mind body workshop um, in June. And I think they said it was like 25%. And our numbers are significantly greater than that. So, good, yeah, good to hear. And yeah, maybe sure. 30, 35%, I think it was, the industry was. So the, yeah, it's real hard. The industry really, really suffers from that. And I, I think there's a number of reasons why, but we're fortunate that we don't, but it ain't perfect by any means, right. but we're, we're doing well. Yeah, awesome to hear that. And uh, yeah, I think it's, you know, it's all about being customer centric, right? And uh, like you said, like what you mentioned earlier, early, that transactional versus transformational mindset, I think is huge. And the events you do, I think are huge. And just the experience of an environment you offer, I think is also huge, you know? So all those things are terrific. You just mentioned, Sarge, the online piece that you built out, that you started doing during COVID. And I know you mentioned looking here into going more down the YouTube route here uh, in the near future. Are those your two biggest opportunities you foresee for yourself? Is there anything else you guys are working on? to put into place the next 12 months? There are some other things that we're doing. Some I can't disclose yet. Um, not that I have this top secret business, but you know, I prefer we have some traction before I start bragging or talking about anything. Uh, I've, I've made that mistake before where I'm talking more than doing. I think Benjamin Franklin said, better done is, is, is better than better said, something like that. Anyway, so I have to be careful. Um, yeah, there are some markets that we are going to focus on to make um, a bigger uh, emphasis on. 
And the online is one that we are going to explore. We might be a little late to that game. I don't know, but I do know we have a unique animal um, with the sports performance side. Um, so there is that element. Um, and then there's some other stuff that we're going to focus on as well as um, potentially opening up a couple more sites. Nice. Awesome. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Would end been in this industry a while. We open up more sites. We build this online platform. Do you foresee your role day-to-day changing at all once we get to that level? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a great question because that's something that we all face. Cause I used to be the young guy in the room, yeah. right? I'm 59. I'll be 60 years old next month. And so I, my influence is different. I don't influence the 15 year olds anymore as much. I'm right. more the old guy that likes bad music with, with bad jokes that don't make any sense. And it's the younger guys that are 20 and gals that are 25 and 30 years old and 35 years old. They're influencing that audience. So, so, yeah. who, so this is just for me personally as a profession, not as a business owner. So who am I, who do I have a greater influence on? So the greater influence for me is going to be really people 40, 50, 60, 70, 80. Right. So that's going to be a little bit more of my focus as, okay. as a passionate practitioner right. as a business owner. Yeah. Without a doubt. Um, if there's other business owners that are out there and they're really good technicians and they're not so good at the business side, um, uh, you have to get out of the way and let a good business person run your business. Yes. And that means you may have to pay somebody more than you pay yourself initially. But if you don't, um, you may not have a business. Because one of the mistakes that I've seen constantly is some of my fellow brothers and sisters that are facility owners and business owners tend to not to focus enough on growing the business. And they focus more on the technical side. And you can do that if you want to stay really, really, really small, meaning one or two man show. But at some point, someone's got to run that business and grow that business. And COVID really... COVID made that very apparent and very evident. Sure. And so, um, so I am, I will be moving to other elements of the business so I can work on the business and not be as much of a practitioner. Love it. Yeah. I love it. Process now. Yeah. I love that. And I think uh, obviously the great trajectory for a business owner in our space, any space really, but I was going to ask you advice to give to that younger person looking to start a gym. You just laid it out there. I think perfectly started. So instead of that, with that being said, legacy or impact you'd ultimately like to leave with Sarge Athletics there within your community. What does that look like for you? Um, I guess I, to take it at maybe 10,000 feet, I would like to think that we help build people's confidence ultimately and building their confidence um, so that they stand a little taller. And I think we've seen that impact everyone, um, especially um, post-pandemic, yeah. um, where people are not feeling good about themselves and they sat home and they got – Next thing you know, they buried themselves in a laptop and a you know, year and a half later, you know, here comes the world again and they got to face it. So, yeah. and, and, uh, so I would say that ultimately, if I can help people move better and feel better about themselves, they're ultimately more confident. And that, then I would say I did very well. And that's as a, that's as a practice, as a, as a, as a product, as a business owner, I would like to think I would, my, my goal is to help others that want to help others. So what does that mean? So let's unpack that. I want, I like helping others. People. Yeah. That's my gift is to be, to be a helper. Um, but I'm also, I also believe greatly in leverage. So as a, so somebody that believes greatly in leverage, that means that I want to help find other people that want to help people. Right. And that's usually puts you in the role of a business owner. And sure. that's, that's where, so I don't want to be that one practitioner that helps seven people a day. I want to be that business practitioner that had 70 people that helped seven people a day. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not because of money, because if it was money, I would have chosen a different industry. Right. Uh, yeah, I would have you know, been a stockbroker or something like that. You know, right. it's not right. about money. Grant, got to make money. But, um, 
yeah, yeah. and I got to pay the bills and I got to make sure everybody's financially be taken care of. However, it's not about money to me. Yes. It's, it's about more than that. I hear it. And we can definitely make money in this industry. And, uh, but there's also like, we have this huge sense of purpose at the end of the day, which I don't think is matched in many other lines of work, which is, correct. which is, I think why we all do this at some point in time. And there's a struggle there. There is yeah. a struggle there because I'll see someone come in here that, you know, that maybe, I don't know if they can afford it or not because they didn't tell me, they don't tell me their financial stuff, but you wish yeah. that you could help more. Sure. You, know, you wish, wow, I wish I could have helped more people or I wish I didn't have to, I wish I didn't have to sign up 15 more people this month. I wouldn't have to. Right. Right. You know, I wish I could, but yeah. you can't because you gotta, you gotta, the landlord's gotta get his share too. And the bank's gotta get their share. Yeah. So there is that, that, that is a struggle. And that, that is that paradox that, yeah. that um, any practitioner probably struggles with and how does he or she, and that's where it goes back to my point was get a good business person. Right. And that, that's their gift. Right. Exactly. Their gift is, is, is the books and doing the things that you don't want to do. And it may cost you a little bit of money, but um, Dan Sullivan, who's a great um, entrepreneur coach, once said, he goes, every problem in the world can be solved as long as you won't stroke the check. You know? Yeah, it's true. It's so yeah. true. Yeah. You know, you can get, you can get a really good business uh, manager then run your business and, uh, but you got to pay him. That yes. means you may have to take a little bit of a haircut, but you know what? You got, you still got a business. Yeah, exactly. And if you don't have that person with you, whether it's a partner or a mentor or a coach, yeah, yeah. You may, like you said, Sarge, that business may not last very long. So I think that's a great place to, to wrap up. If you, yeah, if you want to keep going. I want to wrap on a point Please. you just brought up. Yeah. You said the word partner. I cautious, caution anyone who is um, uh, listening to not, if you took something I said and maybe thought there was some, some sense or wisdom to it, um, be careful that word partner. And I'm not saying partners are bad. But just know that when you become a partner with someone, that person is a part owner of your business and you can't shake them. And there's only one thing partners usually don't engage in <laughs> that you do at home with your spouse. Right. Otherwise, it's pretty much the same. So yeah. I, just, I just, I caution you on that one. So there are ways to um, raise money or grow your business without doing that, unless it's the right fit. If you sure. find the right fit, God bless you. It's hard, especially in this industry. I had a business partner, um, you know, and I, I think what I, and I've talked to hundreds of gym owners since then, it's like the ones that work best, we have different skill sets, like you mentioned, right. one's tactical on the coaching side, one has the business skills, right. husband, wife normally seems to work well from what I've seen. But yeah, you said we're missing that one element that every mm -hmm. other partnership has, because it is like a marriage end of the day, you're dealing with money, you're dealing with emotions. And yep. really yeah. And every, every business idea starts with honeymoon expectations. Of course. <laughs> All right, you're, right on, you're right on a piece of paper. If we do get this many members, pay yeah. the charge as much, we'll be killing it. And I, can, um, I give a, can I give a book recommendation? Please, please. Good book recommendation for you guys out there that might be considering opening a business. And I wish I had read it 80 times and listened to it 40 times and done it and followed it um, to the T. And uh, 12 years in, I'm still rewinding why, re reeling in why I didn't, um, is uh, the um, E-Myth Revisited by uh, Michael Gerber, The E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. It's just a great book that teaches you how to set up your business processes and think things through in it before you open the doors. It makes it so much easier. I wish I had, so. No, I, yeah, I'm a big reader myself too, Sarge, and I think uh, always gotta be constantly learning, especially as a business owner. You can never sit back and just rest or maintain because that doesn't, we won't get very far. So Sarge, yeah, Sarge, yeah, awesome place to wrap it up. Appreciate you. you coming on today and sharing some knowledge with us, being in this industry for, few decades now so thank you so much man where can we find you uh, social media website all that good stuff um company is sarge athletics s-a-r-g-e athletics.com uh, that's the website uh facebook same thing instagram same thing all the things are they're all sarge athletics 
So we got, we got, we got an easy name. Easy one to remember. I love it. Sarge, thank you so much, man. Appreciate you and best of luck. Thanks. Thanks for having me. You got it. Listeners, we appreciate you guys as well. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for all of our future episodes. And until next time, Jim Lords, we are out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is Rich Hadley from Pace Performance and Recovery out of Pennington, New Jersey. What's going on, Rich? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hey, what's going on, Alex? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for asking. Yeah, of Thanks course. Thanks for having it's, me. Of course, of course. Excited to have you on. You're on month six of gym ownership right now. So excited to talk a little bit, hear a little bit about your perspective, your story. Um, but yeah, let's not waste any time here. How did you get started? What is it that made you want to open your own rehab facility six months ago? Um, I just got, you know, interested in more of the uh, recovery and uh, more lifestyle lifestyle changes okay. and uh, living a better quality of life. And what better way to do that, uh, you know, just for myself, because I'm an older guy, you know, I'm a, uh, I'll be 50 soon. Um, so I just want to focus on more strength, stamina and endurance um, rather than, uh, you know, power and, and uh, you know, building muscle. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to make a switch and, and add value to the gym industry um, already. So um, I'm able to get you to perform better through recovery methods um, that I've learned and that I'm certified in. And um, yeah, I just thought that more people needed it, especially during COVID um, and especially after COVID, because you go from, uh, you know, sitting all day to uh, now uh, becoming a little bit more active. Right, so right. Um, I just took that, that, that jump of faith and um, wanted to introduce a new concept to, uh, you know, my area because um, it worked so well with me and others, my friends and, and family members and neighbors. And um, so, yeah, I took it from neighborhoods and going to people's houses to, uh, you know, uh, acquiring a brick and mortar. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Cool, man. Well, well, how's that been going? You're on month six here. It's one thing to be training, right? Another thing to, to operate a whole business, right? What's been the one thing that's been kind of, I guess, most difficult or maybe most unexpected when it comes to running your business? Uh, putting on the maintenance man hat, you know, fixing things and getting things done. And, you know, um, you know, after training, you know, cleaning all the equipment and, you know, just wearing multiple hats is, is just something new, uh, a new challenge that, that I enjoy. You know, I, I learn from it every day. Um, you know, 
my air conditioner went down. So, you know, what do you do? You know, as a trainer, going to people's houses or neighborhoods or in commercial gyms, which I used to train in also, um, everything's right there for you. Uh, but the challenge of running your own facility is everything isn't right there for you. And you, you kind of have to navigate your way through these challenges as best as you can. Right. Um, yeah. And, and even when it comes to, you know, wearing a lot of hats as a business owner, I always say it's like a, you know, a gift or a skill within its own to be able to focus on the things that really move the needle forward for you. Right. And, and you know, be able to push other things along to someone else when the time's right. Is there any responsibilities that you have as a gym owner that you eventually want to push away to someone else or maybe hire someone to help you out with? Uh, yeah, definitely. I would, I would love to, you know, eventually bring a more of a, business executive, you know, on my staff um, that can help me organize the business, you know, and make it run more efficiently through um, different apps that they use, you yeah. know, um, and different programs, you know, that are associated with the fitness industry. So, yeah, I would love to work with somebody that, you know, has a little bit more experience than myself in that area so I can, you know, move the business forward and, and build it and level it up. And how big is the team as of now, you know, month six, do you have other coaches or trainers that are helping you? What's that look like? Um, I have trainers that are, that are on call, so to speak. Um, right now um, I'm able to handle, you know, everything that's going on. I don't really employ anyone. I don't employ anyone. So um, yeah, I run the operations portions. I run the training portions. I develop the training um, schedule and, and programs. Um, so yeah, I wear every single hat. I do have a, a, a wonderful wife who, um, you, you know, who assists me, you know, with um, front counter work and, you know, um, marketing and, and some uh, um, um, more of not marketing, but uh, greeting, you know, uh, clients, but by email yeah. and, and reaching out to clients, you know. Um, Nur lead you know, nurture. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Lead, yeah, yeah. Dealing with the leads. Cool, cool, man. Cool. And, and how's it been? Has it been everything you expected so far? Just is this the first business or first gym that you opened up? Yeah, yeah. this is this is the first gym that I've ever opened up. Um, this is my first brick and mortar. Um, it's just, you know, like I said, it, it's it's challenging, but it's fun at the same time. Yeah. You know, it, it's so, yeah, I mean, it. I'm, I'm going to, I'm doing it. So, yeah. and I'm going to continue to do it and I won't ever give up doing it. So, right. Right. I mean, that, <laughs> sometimes you got to take a, a leap of faith, you know, even yeah. myself to see like the way things have ended up. It's like, Hey, I went to school for music at one point in time. Right. And now uh, over here in this whole other section of life, just by taking risks, taking a leap of faith. Um, but cool. Yeah. So how many members are you sitting at right now at six months? At six months, I'm sitting at, a, uh, 15. 15, 15, okay. 15 PT and um, what, am, what am I at now? About 12 small group training. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And, and I, I do always like to ask, you're sitting about, you know, getting towards that 40 member mark pretty much. Um, mm -hmm. Is that a number that you want to stop at or are you trying to hit the gas right now and see some new faces? Um, I'm not trying to hit the gas right now. Okay. I'm definitely, uh, you know, looking, you know, my next goal, you know, in the next three months is to, you know, have about 20 to 22, you okay. know, uh, members, um, at 25, I'm going to, you know, you know, cut myself off, 
um, as far as uh, me doing all the training and then yeah. bringing bringing the trainers that I you know I do have on call. Um, so yeah, um, about twenty twenty five about twenty five members. I'm gonna start scaling out you know some work. And you said um, you want twenty five personal training clients, and then you're gonna start scaling out yeah. the work. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cause, so you're. Go ahead. I was just gonna say because the small group training classes don't really change. I mean, I'm going to bring in new faces just, you know, and introduce new classes every quarter um, just so we can change some things up so the clients don't get bored and things of that nature. Um, but as far as running the classes and the programs and things like that, I'll still uh, handle that. Um, so, yeah, once I reach 25, then I'll start delegating, maybe bringing on other trainers and whatnot. And, yeah. and so, so cool. So you're trying to get, you know, pretty much like another 10 clients here. Do you have like a plan to do that? Do you have a main type of strategy of how you get leads, get members in through the door? Right now, Alex, to be totally honest with you, I am doing the old school ground roots marketing, you know, hit, you know, wearing, wearing my, you know, my shirt, wearing my hats, you know, um, marketing myself everywhere I go, stopping, you know, anywhere um, I can to talk to people, to introduce myself, because what really sells for me is my personality yeah. and then the training, um, you know, and that's what makes me different than, you know, um, a lot of people in the fitness industry. It's, it's more of meeting and it's more of a, a relationship that I have with my clients and less of a, um, a, a personal training, training you as a client. I also, you know, um, you know, help them, you know, with uh, just some life coaching, you know, just, you know, being that person that they can train with, but they can also communicate with as well. Yeah. And always so super important to, especially in the start, right. To have that personable feel or touch in your business too. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you have a lot of big box gyms around you and their main tactic is to what price gouge shovel as many people in through the door. So that is a way how you make yourself stand out by, by really being, you know, the face of the business, right? How, how's that gone for you so far? Are you getting enough w leads on a weekly or monthly basis that you want? Would you like to see more? Fortunately I am getting uh, leads and, it, and it's actually at a really good pace, you know, um, and it's, it's, it's good. It's nice and steady. It's not too much. It's not, you know, it's not too little. It's, it's exactly where it needs to be. You know, I'm getting about um, speaking to about three to five people a week, you know, uh, retaining, you know, one to two people a, a week, you know, which is my average right now. Um, and yeah, being that, you know, being in business for six months and, um, you know, it's more word of mouth. And like, I, like I said, introducing myself and what I do and the, and the, uh, concept is what is um, is what is driving people you know through my doors mm, okay okay and, and let's say when you do get other trainers working with you as well would you yeah. help them fill up their client base or would you expect them to bring their own clients well um actually they'll have two options so my facility also could be used as an independent gym. So if you're a personal trainer out there, you know, certified through National Academy of Sports Medicine um, or um, ASM, I believe it, I believe it's called, um, you can use my facility, you know, and uh, bring your clients there, you know, because it's, you know, it's going to get cold in New Jersey soon. Yeah. So you can't always, you know, um, and in the commercial industry, you're not really, you know, putting your, your skills to work, you, you know, you're kind of, you know, uh, following their mission and, and, and their goals. So you can use it as an independent uh, personal trainer, certified personal trainer, 
um, or you or you could use it for. Uh... No, I, I just sorry, Alex. We're gonna have no, to you're cut okay. Over, you know, um, no, you're good. You're good. I I do have a question though. Okay, I just want to finish answering Go that for one. It. Go for um, it. So. Yes. So when I do bring trainers on, um, it's going to be the program that I set up for them to follow, um, you know, so I can brand myself and the business yeah. in, in that fashion. You know, it's not just going to be, you know, whatever type of trainer you want. So, yeah. Right. That, that's an, a, a very similar issue that I've seen with a lot of boutique facilities is when they start doing the independent contractor route, like, hey, just rent space. Um, not only do they have issues with, you know, the branding part and the type of clients that they're bringing in, but then they're offering, you know, almost different services, different programming, there's different price points for different trainers. So then it becomes like this whole mess for you. Do you plan on having your trainers be W2 workers or more of an independent contractor route? Um, now that you said that, that's kind of interesting. But before you, you, you know, you mentioned that I was definitely going to go the independent contractor route. Um, and hopefully, you know, they, you know, they follow my programs, you know, <laughs> now, now I'm kind of worried now they might have to go on a W2, you know, simply, you know, so they can, you know, uh, follow my, my lead. Yeah. I, I mean, just easier to scale, right? Like the boutique facilities that, that I see that are killing it really that's their whole models they have w2 trainers um they have you know they're 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 getting their trainers the clients through leads or advertisements and so forth um have you ever thought about trying digital marketing or heading into that space at all you know again yes i've thought about it but you know being the only one who's doing it um it's just it's just not feasible right 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 now i you know like i said i'm on the older side of things so i'm not really you know skilled on you know working my way in the digital world so again that's what i would bring on you know i'd like to bring on someone that's you know more skilled in that area um that's really important right now is the digital world so yeah you know i would love to do it but I'm not doing it right now. And, you know, I'm, and I'm not skilled enough to do it. And, and that's okay too. I mean, we, we talked about all the hats you have to wear. It's like, who's to say that as a gym owner, right. That you're supposed to sit here and spend 12 hours a day learning how to market or how to run ads on Facebook. It's like, I'm sure there's other things in the business that is worth your time just as much, if not more. Um, right. But right. So, so what about, your, your sales process here, what does your process look like for when you do get a lead? Let's say it's myself. Um, you know, I'm interested in what you have going on. I hear about you guys through a friend, a family member, what's your process to turn me into a paid member? Uh, the process is just to send you an, uh, an email, you know, uh, just introducing myself and introducing, you know, um, and letting you know where I got your information from, obviously. And then, you know, telling you a little bit about pace and, and seeing if you want to change your, your quality of life. Um, if you're dealing it with any neck pain, joint pain, uh, knee pain, back pain, anything like that, you come on in, you know, I'll give you an assessment, you know, um, and during that assessment, you know, I'll determine that you'll probably need, you know, some recovery, you know, that's what I'm getting more now, um, you know, because people know how to work out, you know, they can go on the internet, 
search for a program, work out, do squats, do whatever, you know, um, but it's the recovery process that you're not really familiar with. Yeah. So I introduce you to that concept and in, in, in that, you know, it begins with, uh, you know, with foam rolling. Um, so yeah, I just give you a little background um, and tell you, you know, ask you to come in for an assessment. And I have vouchers that if you do come in for an assessment, you can use your voucher. Um, so yeah, that's, that's yeah. So almost like a, like, hey, come in, free consultation type thing. Why are you yeah. here? What are your goals? Um, where are you trying to take this? And then from there you do, you know, like a free assessment. Uh, do you offer any free classes or, you know, what's that look like? Well, the, the assessment's not free. Good for you. Um, you know, I'm you know, thoroughly no. against free. <laughs> yeah, thoroughly yeah, yeah. against. Yeah, yeah. The assessment is not free. We have a voucher, you know, that you can use, you know, to okay. take some money off of you know, the price of the, the, the assessment. Um, and during that set assessment, so it's a 45 minute assessment that uh, it's a total body assessment that tech, that, that uh, tests your biomechanics, you know, um, so yeah. Well, do you track like um, any backend numbers like your conversion rate or your show rate throughout that process? Now you're, now you're talking a language that I'm not familiar with. What are yeah. you talking about? Conversion. No, you're good. Conversion rate. As in, and, and this is okay too. I know. I mean, this is why I like to talk about it because it's like month six, but you could track numbers. Like for example, how many leads you get versus how many you close would be your conversion oh, rate, right? Okay. So your show rate for your show rate would be like, Hey, how many leads do you get that are interested that you hit up to come over or come over, come to the facility and what's the percent of them that actually show from the ones that you contacted? Do you, focus or, or look at those numbers at all no i mean there's a program that i use that you know that gives me that data and i, right, I right. you know i look at it but i'm i don't really you know go by those numbers you know i'm you know i'm i guess i just look at it as am i doing well am i not doing well you mm -hmm. know if if i'm not doing like well how are, we, are we profitable yeah it, you're right right you know um and right now you know we're we're, we're doing about 11%, you know, ROI. Um, so we're not doing too bad. Um, yeah. And we're heading in the right direction. And what's the goal ROI for you when you look at uh, 20, 20, 20, you know, at least 20, um, you know, or higher. Um, what do you think is like the biggest bottleneck? I know it's only six months, right? But what's the thing that's holding you back from pushing to that 20%? Time. Time. I don't have the time. I just don't have all the time that I need. You know, um, I have a full schedule now for, for the most part. I have a couple hours off, you know, during the week. But for the most time, it, it, it's time. I yeah. just don't have the, the time to dedicate. And if, if you did have the time, let's say, because, right, I mean, as a business owner, especially as a gym owner, I think that's going to be something that you're going to deal with for a while, you know, not having the time. If you did, let's say, what are the things that you would work on um, that, that you think will take you to the next level? Um, marketing and networking, marketing and networking, you know, just, you know, market the market the hell out of it, you know, uh, print media, you know, uh, you know, uh, digital media, like that's, I know a little bit about pushing a product and, you know, um, I used to sell purses, hats and, you know, and, and, and t-shirts and stuff like that. Never had a brick and mortar and stuff like that. It was just more of a, you know, a hustle for me. So yeah, yeah. I know marketing is the number one thing and 
right. if I could, you know, have commercials, you know, run in, in, in TV ads, radio ads, and, you know, uh, billboards and things of that nature, then, you know, it, it'll, it'll make it, you know, uh, the name, um, you know, uh, turn sure. into a brand. So that's what I like to do is turn this into a brand. Um, and then, yeah. And then, uh, the second, other than, other than marketing, it would just, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean hey, yeah, I mean, it all starts on the top, right. Figuring out how to get people coming in on a consistent basis, or at least put yourself in the position towards like, Hey, we don't have to march out every day trying to talk to people or pushing flyers to, to, you know, get a consistent lead flow coming in on right. a daily basis. Um, yeah, cool. I mean, we talked a little bit as well about you thinking about offering maybe like some type of nutrition programs or supplements. What's that look like? Do you offer any type of services along those lines that you could upsell to clients? Yeah, I definitely offer a nutrition program, a beautiful okay. nutrition program. You know, it's it, it's it's a plant based nutrition program, um, something I, that I've tried, you know, and um, know that works. So, you know, anything that I offer my clients, I've done. You know, it's not something that I just hear, you know, that works, may not work. Um, so, yeah, we definitely have a nutrition program that people are, you know, um, a part of as well. There you go. What, what does that look like? Is that like a daily meal plan or more so like, hey, we teach you how to count, you know, your macros and nutrients? Yeah, we, we teach you how to count your macros, nutrients, things okay. like that. And, you know, keep uh, um, consult with you, you know, um, once, once a month, just, you know, to see, to, to see where you are, because we talk in between, you know, during sessions and in between sessions about how they're doing and they send me photos to keep themselves accountable and things like that. Um, and yeah, I mean, that, that just, that's pretty much it. It's it, the meal plan is, a, is, is separate actually. Um, and then that's when we get more in depth with, uh, you know, uh, the meals that you can cook yourself. I, I provide a shopping list, you know, and a variety of things to keep you motivated, you know, yeah. with, uh, making those meals uh, and consuming those meals and staying on track. Smart, smart. I've even heard of some facilities, which I think this is really smart and kind of with how, you know, fitness is growing, aging, they use nutrition and accountability in the form of virtual training, right? So they get apps like, you know, they're, they're paying for trainer rise for my fitness pal, where their members could, you know, maybe pay a higher premium price and they get access to these apps where it gives them a daily meal plan, a weekly groceries grocery list and, you know, daily workouts to do when they're not with them. So I thought that was, you know, pretty cool, pretty smart too, especially how things are growing. Freeze up your time and your money as yeah. well as a business owner. Um, yeah, it does. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah. So, so, so Rich, I always like to ask this question as well. If you had like a magic business one, right. And, and you could kind of tap your business, have it be in the exact position that you want it. Um, what would that really look like to you? Oh man. Um, a wellness center um that is i mean that's a that's a huge question man i mean what i see is just a, a facility that you can you, you can not only train but they teach you how to train and perform better 
and, and, you know, for a lifetime and make it a lifestyle rather than just a here and now thing. Um, a facility that has, you know, anything from acupuncture to, you know, um, you know, cardiologist to, uh, you know, um, other health professionals, you know, that can, you know, steer you in the right direction and get you to live a better quality of life through wellness. Yeah. And, and I mean, I've heard so many gyms, especially post COVID are trying to become more of a one-stop shop and offer all these cool things, which I think is smart. Cause I mean, when you think about it, most of your members are, you know, at least 20, 30% of them are going to be getting things outside your facility, like maybe acupuncture, maybe a massage therapist, chiropractor, supplements, you know, maybe even nutrition too. So it's like, hey, if you could offer this in your facility, um, you know, it makes it all the much better for yourself as the owner as well. Um, what do you think is like the step or big step that you have to make here in year one to start? trending towards that direction of being able to maybe offer more services, get a bigger facility? Um, again, it goes back to networking. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a lot of uh, vendor events um, um, and just linking up with other health professionals in the, in the community. Um, that's what's going to get me to, to where I need to go because it, I can't do it alone, obviously. Um, so if I, if, other coaches that, that have other specialties and other uh, doctors, you know, that may want to come in and do some things. Um, yeah. And, it, and it's all what, what's helped me, Alex, to be totally honest with you, man. It's for me, it's very simple. I just got to get out there. You know, um, like I said, I'm not a, I'm not in the digital space. So for me, it's just shaking hands, you know, and I know during COVID everyone's kind of, you know, kind of scared of shaking hands and getting out there, but I've, I've never been afraid to do it. You know, not that I do it and things like that. I am very health conscious, but at the same time, I know that for me, I'll mention again, it's more my personality. Um, you know, um, so my facility is not just a fitness facility. You can actually come and get some coaching, some life coaching, okay. you know, uh, you know, um, I, I have a background in psychology, you know, um, you know, from a university. So, you know, I incorporate more of a lifestyle, therapeutic style of performance and recovery training. So it's not just let me focus on your body. I mean, yeah. at our facility, we also have a sleep room. So we, you know, that we, that we use to, to focus on the inside of your body, um, um, to go along with the recovery. So we, we don't just have a recovery service for the mind, for the body, which it's the mind, the body and the spirit. Okay. Um, so it's a, it's a triangle effect. Okay. That's what, that's what it really is, man. It's kind of, it's just a little different than what everybody's used to. You know? No, I love it. I love it. it it's a cool concept. And, and so, you know, we know what you want for your business now, right, Rich? We know you obviously have a passion for not only your members and the service you're giving, but, you know, the, the type of training that you're doing, the functionality movements, helping people, you know, live a better life here. But, but what is it that you want from the business? What do you want the business to give back to you and your family at the end of the day? At the end of the day, just... Uh being known for creating a, a, a way for you to live better, just feel better and, and, and have more, spend more quality time with your family and your friends. 
you know, being able to respond to an emergency if, if need be, if your child or a family member or a friend were to fall, you know, you, you, you know, you're going to be stable, balanced and enough to uh, and, and confident enough to actually help somebody out um, um, and, and not in, in, in addition to helping yourself out. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. I love it. And I think that's a pretty good place to start to wrap things up on this episode. But before we do head out of here, please give a shout out to, you know, your website, Facebook, Instagram, anything, just so the listeners can find some more info on you and your gym. All right. Um, so I'm on, I'm on Facebook, face, uh, pace performance and recovery, Instagram, pace perform recover. Uh, my website is, uh, pace PR today.com. Um, yeah, it, you know, we, you know, our, our, our mission is to, you know, uh, use holistic, holistic methods to uh, optimize your, your pain management, your, your performance, your, and your recovery. And we do that through, uh, you know, um, nutrition, hydration, and, and movement, man. So, yes, sir. Yeah, I appreciate you. Us. <laughs> Yes, sir. Rich Hadley, you guys, from Pace Performance and Recovery out of Pennington, New Jersey. I appreciate you once again. And as for the listeners here, don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.